All you have to do is know how to make a woman laugh and cry. <laughs> See, it's that easy, fellas. Yeah, he doesn't make me cry, but that statement made me laugh, so well, there you I go. I can make her cry from laughing, should I so choose. everybody and welcome back to gumption this is episode 12 i just want to say i'm sorry (laughs) that this one took so long to put out because it's been over a month since the last episode came out and we recorded this one on valentine's day so like i've straight up had the recording for over two weeks um the goal was to get it out for murphy's birthday which was on friday march 3rd but That just did not happen. We threw a little bit of a banger, and we had a great night on the town with all of our friends. West Virginia, take me home. I was organizing that because I just love planning things and hosting things. So that was like right up my alley, but Needless to say, didn't get around to the podcast, but I have been making some big moves as far as like other creative endeavors and work, so kind of just gumptioning in other sectors of my life, but not in gumption, ironically enough. So now that we're all settled in, I finally got my little bunny, Monty, moved in with us, and I must say he's adjusting quite well as I look over and he is chewing on the rug. Hey, Monty, cut it out. Anyway. This episode is one that I am really excited for you guys to hear, mostly because Murphy is my favorite person ever, and I think that even I was a little surprised that Murphy wanted to be on Gumption because he's just so cool with himself that he doesn't need to, like, project that out to other people. Like, he doesn't really use social media a lot, not his type of jam, like, going on a podcast. So I was pleasantly surprised and honored that he wanted to be on the podcast. So, and stay tuned because midway through the episode, I'm going to be reading all of the responses that I got to the questions that I asked about relationships. And when I tell you guys I was reading through these and I was like, damn, that is such good advice. I wish someone had told me that a few years ago. I really appreciated all the responses. There were so, so many of them. It took me forever to read through them all. And whatever your relationship status is, it's just really helpful to hear other people's perspectives about this with different lived experiences. So I can't wait to read those all to you guys and we'll get right to it. Here's Murphy (laughs) O'Brien. Today we're playing 1999's Greatest Hits. First up, I can't name a single song. Oh, All Star. By Smash Mouth. Is that from 1999? Well, that's when the first... No, the first track came out in 2004. What am I saying? I don't know what you're saying. Let's see. Can I open this with my nails? I feel like no. You were able to open the one yesterday. No, you weren't. I had to open it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this is the exact kind of thing that's really inconvenient with them because... Clink. Cheers! I allow all my guests to give themselves a short introduction. And if you decide to wave this privilege i will choose what i introduce you as hey i'm murphy this is all i got going on happy tuesday 
It sure is Tuesday. It's also Valentine's Day, which is why I wanted to bring Murph on to Gumption because I feel like it's just kind of apropos that we would record a little Valentine's Day episode and talk about the big thing we just did this weekend, which was a pretty big deal, if you ask me. Yeah, as former lovers, I believe it's, you know, most fitting for us to be the ones conversing on this here St. Valentine's Eve. (laughs) Former lovers. That doesn't, you know, exclude the present. For sure in the former, but possibly in the future. (laughs) And maybe in the present. Not sure. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if this counts. This We're seeing how it all sticks out. I mean, we're only on first base right now, you know, moving in together. Yes, yeah, first base. That that was our big project this weekend, and it was unfun for my biceps. Yes, it was (laughs) unfun for my back, but in general, I feel like it was a pretty good move experience in that there wasn't anything that went really wrong. And that tends to happen for people when they have a big move. There's always one thing that just goes really awry so we were lucky it happened to my sister earlier in the week so nothing bad happened to us yeah sorry darby we're glad you're okay sorry now i'm just breaking into conversation that's fine it'll all get cut cut that no cut that that. but yeah i mean i think just the fact that we took a more gradual move in allowed us to have everything go pretty smoothly but i do have to give a shout out to my cousin eric because he really came in clutch and helped us the entire day And more importantly, hung out with us the entire day when everyone was hangry and tired. And I think that's a feat in itself. Very great help. I feel like this needs to tilt down. Are you getting this? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Things I had never done before this move include squeezing a really large chair through a really uncharacteristically narrow front door frame putting together a desk that seems like it wouldn't be that difficult but was very difficult i think it seems like it would be that difficult i mean just look at it it's a thing of beauty it is beautiful it is it's inspirational and growing what other things had you never done before this weekend that's a good question i probably never would have traded in my phone on a whim if it weren't for our lovely AT&T technician who came in and just convinced me to switch to AT&T. Lily is very easily convinced. You can sell her on anything. I have her on the third tier of a multi-level marketing scheme right now. The third tier? What was the first tier? You'll find out once you get to the sixth tier. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Right now I'm on the 14th tier, so. Ah, so I got some climbing to do. Oh, absolutely. We'll get you there one day, sweetie. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. I had never been woken up in the middle of the night by an air vent until a couple nights ago. That actually really scared me. I'm not going to lie. And I didn't wake up because I've learned to sleep. Our vents in this house are so loud. It just really startled me beyond comprehension. It'll train you to be a deeper sleeper in the long run. So. A deeper sleeper? Deeper sleeper. Deeper sleeper? That was gross. Sorry, everyone. Oh, yeah. And last night we had all kinds of cardboard boxes in our living room. We're like, yeah, let's get a jump on it. Bring them outside to the curb, you know, for pickup on trash day. It wasn't trash day. (laughs) No, it was not. So now they're all currently residing in our garage, which I would say is a much better situation than taking up half our living area on their own. Yes, or half the front yard. That was pretty hilarious that we 
spent 20 minutes doing that and then we're like okay not a trash day it was a good end of day workout we'll put it that way it was those boxes are heavier than they look they're quite deceiving okay murph so i'm going to give you the opportunity to tell your very own gumption story because after all this is what the podcast is about it is the cornerstone as you might say of gumption podcast so if you have a story of a moment where you exhibited the finest of gumption. I would love to hear it. It brings, you know, a couple stories to mind. Mm. However, I'm not going to tell full stories because I think these are much better suited as, you know, inside tales that don't need to see the outside world. Okay. I think you coming to visit me at Miami took a lot of gumption on your behalf. I could see that. Elaborate, because we don't talk about my gumption enough on this podcast. <laughs> Indeed. And we should talk about Bruno. I love that reference. Thank you. Thank you. That Please cut that, though. <laughs> no, I won't. Cut that, cut that, cut that. No, I won't. I won't cut that. So, I feel like we're beating around the bush here. What is your moment of gumption? Because that is a me thing. But do you feel like you have a moment where you've exhibited gumption even in the smallest way like i'm actually curious because we've never talked about this off the air no no <laughs> bingo Dino DN. let's see let's see this may take me a little thinking time i'll pause it on dumbridge this sound like some 4301 shit all my brothers want to do is pop style turn my birthday into a lifestyle Hey, it is almost your birthday. Tell my mom I love her if I do not make it. Got so many chains. They call me Chaining Tatum. <laughs> wow, did you write that yourself? I sure did. <laughs> Let me guess, Juice World. Drake. Oh, you're not no pop style. I just don't recognize it when it's sung in such a white way. <laughs> We're going to listen to the entirety of pop style now. Right now. <laughs> Right now. No, not right This now. is gumption. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, okay, I know it now that you said the title of it. Doing that spin took gumption. Closed captions for our listeners. Murphy's just spinning around in my desk chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is kind of a milestone because this is the first... <laughs> this is the first episode of gumption that is being recorded in my new place in my new little podcast corner i got a special chair just for this you guys make me real dizzy <laughs> yeah don't maybe don't do that buying that chair took gumption it actually did and the guy at home goods was so helpful it was this dude named robert kind of giving stanley tucci vibes like a very sharp bald man with glasses go bob yeah he saw me eyeing up the yellow chair and he was like so are you gonna be the one to buy this chair it's a very special chair we just put it out today and i was like wow i almost didn't come to home goods today so it must be fate and then i told him he was like well where are you gonna put it and i said i'm gonna put it in my office in my new place i need a special chair for my podcasting and he said what's your podcast i'll follow it right now and i was like it's called gumption and he opened up his phone and followed gumption king and this again shows that lily is very susceptible to marketing <laughs> hey it's a very special chair. I already uh, I am it down. Some context. I was on the hunt for a special chair. I had been to Home Goods Weekly for like a three month period. Didn't find anything that really caught my eye. But as you all know, yellow is my color. This chair swivels and it has these nice 
90 degree angle arms that are like nice. I don't know how else to describe that. They're, they're arms to a chair for anyone wondering. They function to rest your arms on. It's very cozy and also like swivelly and just perfect. It was it's like me in chair form, if you can imagine. It's swivelly and perfect. Yeah. Those are me and my vows. <laughs> my swivelly and perfect girl. Nay, my swivelly and perfect wife. Mm-hmm. Cute. Shoot, what was I gonna say? I think I was just saying this is the first episode recorded in the new place with the new chair in the new office with the new paint. We did a really good job painting in here. I feel like this room looks the best. I took particular care of it because I thought this is where the bed was going to be. Oh, I did not care that much about that room. In fact, I don't think I ever took part in painting that room. Bella and I painted that room and my mom and I in entirety pretty much. And Miles. Yeah, Miles did like three strokes. <laughs> But hey, it counts. Once in the family. I actually have to say, I think that it's really a testament to how good we are as a couple that so many people came out to help us get this place ready. Like, pretty much everyone in both of our families, friends were out here helping. One of our friends came out on his lunch break one day when the couch was delivered and they couldn't fit it in the back door. He came out and... Helped me take off the front door to get the couch in, literally during his lunch, which just was like, oh, that was nice. Glory to go. Yes, DJ Sig's inside. But yeah, it's so much more gratifying to finally be in the place and remember what it looked like at the start. All the work we've put in, painting and cleaning and just everything. All the lithium we removed. Yeah, yeah, we found a lot of pills in here. I'm not going to lie, that was... An interesting turn of events for sure. Now my bookshelf, but previously the closet from hell. There were just so many strange items in there. Like there was this metal pipe taped to the wall. There was a holly jolly Christmas bell hanging from the ceiling. Some golf tees, some pills. It's just like, what was going on in there? Was it maybe the entrance to Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't know. What was he cooking? We may never know. Must have been an, an interesting fellow, but it's nice how many people were able to help us out. And Shout out to each and every one of you who I will not list by name <laughs> for legal reasons. Yes. No, seriously. And it's going to be fun to have people over. I'm going to get my cheese board out. <laughs> I'm so excited to get my little cheese board. We're going to make jello shots and run back Lily's 22nd. <laughs> We've made so many jello shots. I think Manav consumed most of them himself. Well, he would always come up to me with one and go, you ready for another one? That man has a tolerance unlike, wait, no, like no other. You know what I'm saying. Unlike everyone else. Yes, the double negative, you know how it would be. Yeah, right. Okay, Murph, I think it's finally time for your gumption story. We've tweed you up and... Now you're going to do the (laughs) tell-all. No, I'm kidding. You've tweed me up. (laughs) No, but actually, I mean, just as a standpoint of being your girlfriend, I think that you often undersell yourself. So I want you to have a little moment to shine here because I think you're an amazing, beautiful human. And I'm definitely going to cut this out because it's so strange. (laughs) It's a very odd bit. I don't know what you're doing. I was just trying to set you up. Okay, tell your gumption story. Yeah, 
I suppose my biggest gumption would be dropping out of college. So let's see, freshman year, first semester, I really struggled making friends. I struggled focusing on the classes and being able to devote myself to either part of what's supposed to make college great. And the grades were suffering for it for sure. Then spring semester of that freshman year, I finally started to find that groove a little bit. I got a new roommate who was a lot better and then I got sent home because of this fun little pandemic that that's kind of been on and off for the last three years. It's been great. Yes, good times. So I finish out that semester online, the grades have improved immensely, but happiness is just not there, as I'm sure no one's was. And then I decide to take the following year off, because the choices were go back down to Miami and effectively live in your dorm. Right. Or don't go down to Miami and take a year off, get a place with some roommates it was a fun little setup and yeah i have to interject here and just say that when i met murphy he was living with three other women don't worry i was only dating two of them (laughs) it was like a reverse new girl type situation i actually loved that place it was like such a randomly cute place but it's an adorable mid-century home in shaker heights it was a two-floor upper so it was the second and third floors of a old-timey town home it was very quaint it was all wooden floors very nice yes and he had no furniture in there like literally a beanbag his bed and a plastic table standard meal setup Yes, yeah, and uh, I don't even remember. You had that one beer flag on your wall. There was a Browns flag. Let's see, I had a Rheingeist Brewery, which was a memory of my sister's graduation party, which was held at Rheingeist Brewery in downtown Cincinnati. Very fun memory. And then I also had a Browns flag that I have no idea where I got it from. And those were the only two decorations in my room. The rest of the walls laid barren. There was nothing to show that I had any sort of personality whatsoever. I'm surprised Lily didn't walk away the very first day that she saw it. But, yeah. Yeah, your room was a little bit scary. But I will give it this. The balcony gave it character. And I think I used the balcony more than you did, probably. Even though, structurally... Not sound. Oh, not whatsoever. We not should at not all. have been using that. Yeah, no, definitely not. Like, I, I definitely fear for my life at some moments. But it was just a nice little area to go out and hear the little chirpies and... Read a book in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, so, your gumption. Back so, to your gumption, sir. So I'm living in that apartment and I'm enjoying life. And I'm not taking classes. I'm just working a little bit to have some money to spend on booze because you know what else is a 19-year-old supposed to spend money on? Not furniture or decorations or anything, but booze. And so, yeah, that was a fun little year and bumped into Lily in the middle of it and had enough money to go out and visit her a couple times, which was great fun, and got to go down to Miami a couple times and visit my friends down there, which was also fun to not be doing that full-time. But every time I get to visit down there, it's like... Well, I'm here for the weekend. I might as well make it memorable. Yeah, you got to do like the fun parts of college in little spurts, you know? Exactly. So I finish out that year and I commit to going back to school in the fall of 2021. Pardon me. You're pardoned. Oh. (laughs) Don't pardon me. 
<laughs> so I, I go back down to school. I am forced to live on campus once again. And since I enrolled late, I get a random roommate and a not-so-great class schedule, which is whatever. Hopefully this one will be a lot more sane than my first roommate. And he's a fine guy. We just never got along. Or not like didn't not get along, but never clicked on any level. Really. No, I totally get that. And I think that that's like such a weird experience of college when you're living with someone that's kind of like the closest you can be with a person in a way you're sharing a living space with them but you have no relationship or friendship it's just an awkward dichotomy also when you're close with your roommates too that in itself is a whole thing you're very exposed to their life and their drama and it causes tension in friendships and relationships but when that friendship isn't there it's just a weird standoff well i would say the first part of that statement is relatively only true for women that makes sense actually but yeah so we just never really clicked and so it's just like yeah he's sleeping over there i'm sleeping over here whatever we'll make do and so my weekends are fun my weekdays i'm really just not that interested i've been out of college for over a year now and i'm not used to that cycle just yet i find it a little way into the semester and it's fine but i feel like an odd man out because all my friends are living off campus and they're all living together or with people that they're friends with and i'm stuck with this random dude that i got nothing in common with really mm-hmm. living on campus and i just not finding the love for college and with a lot of thinking about it i decide that this just isn't what i want to do right now i can always come back to it later i'll finish out this semester the strongest i can but i'm not doing this anymore after this I think it's really respectable to recognize that you're in a situation where you know what the experience could be and maybe even what it should be and just because of that wacky timing of the pandemic and everything you weren't willing to compromise the fact that it wasn't fun it wasn't enjoyable it just felt like going through the motions and that's not what the money is for that's not what the experience is for so i always respect that so much because a lot of people probably would just keep plugging along and maybe be really unhappy but i don't think that's worth it i don't actually enjoy torturing myself that much at all (laughs) and you know i can live my best life at home and that's what i did and it led to this very moment It's also a very mature decision to realize like, hey, this is going to be going against what a lot of my friends and like people my age are doing, but I'm just going to work and live my life and, you know, this is not the environment for me right now. The tweets are hitting me, sorry. (laughs) Focus. Sometimes gumption is realizing things aren't the way you want them to be and rather than just accepting it choosing to do something that's going to be harder but ultimately in the end work out for you better and make you happier you just got to find what brings you joy in life and you got to write it yes and you got to mumble a little less because no one's going to be able to understand we can talk about like some relationship gumption if that makes sense we're 
two plus years in now. So we've got some experiences under our belt, including long distance and not long distance. (laughs) Short distance, as as some of us might call it, or just normal dating, as others might. Yes, normal dating. The way people get together involves gumption and also sticking through a, a challenging long distance situation. We can kind of just spitball about it. I don't have anything in particular that I want to say, but what are your thoughts, Murphy? Number one, if you're going to be doing long distance dating, start off by doing long distance because it makes it so much easier to get into the flow of long distance dating. So for instance, we started dating and then about a month after our first date, Lily went back to college and it it felt fine because one month wasn't enough to get used to it yet. And while she was away at school, we developed a good flow for when we're FaceTiming, when we're calling, texting, whatnot. Yeah. And it was super easy. But then she came home for the summer and made it difficult (laughs) by letting me get too close to her and falling deeply and madly in love with her. No, that's actually such a good point, though, because... I think that we knew each other enough that we had like a nice rapport with our friend group and we could hang out one-on-one and it was fun. But then when I went back to school, we started having some of those like deeper convos that you have with someone when you're getting to know them and like starting to really catch feelings for them. Maybe this wouldn't work for everyone, but for us, it was kind of ideal because we were able to have some of those harder convos about our past and our hopes and just all those things over FaceTime and it was kind of sweet because there was a little bit of distance there. It created that appeal that I just like missed you so much more and wanted to come home and see you but knew that I couldn't do that right away. I think the tension would have built either way but it was like an automatic like tension booster you know. I, I suppose yeah. And then when the tension finally broke, which obviously we saw each other a few times during that time. Yes, because that was still COVID semester, so I was able to come home quite a bit. Yeah, and I came out to see you a couple times, and it was relatively easy. And then when you were home all summer, I think we were 100% closer than ever. Yes. And it was really hard to, you know, have you go back to school and have me go back to school and be so far away from each other. and Absolutely. Seeing each other a lot less consistently. Yeah, that was tough. We were both just in a tough spot individually, so that was hard. For me, just working on my thesis, it sounds so nerdy, but like having to put so much time into that was very draining. And me being me, picking a topic that was so personal to me and caused me to confront my own past and kind of emotional trauma is not the right word, but just like things that have really affected me and caused my life to be a little harder yeah i still don't understand why you chose to go through that i don't know either ultimately i'm glad i did because i learned a lot it opened my mind to other perspectives of people who have had similar experiences that ended with the very emotional time of being a senior and going through all the lasts of everything was just really hard for me to not have you around but we may do (laughs) like we've survived we got through May have wanted to kill you a couple of times when we FaceTimed, but that wasn't your fault. I think it was just both of our faults. Yeah, I mean, it was tough for me to watch you having all this fun. And I'm like, I'm living at home and I'm not going out. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. 
It's whatever, right? Tomato, tomato, it's all in the past. I was going out, but I was also killing mice on the daily, so... True, I forgot about the mice. How could you forget? Shut out the mice. It's not like I really forgot, but... <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm deeply scarred from that experience. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think people get really scared of long distance, and I was one of those people, like... In the past, I tried to do long distance with a previous boyfriend and it didn't work out just because of the timing, like both going off to college at the worst possible time to try to do that. And when it's not the right person, it's just not going to work out. No matter how much effort you put in, it's just not going to feel right. I was a little scared to do that with Murphy, but from the get-go, we both went into it with the mentality of like, this is going to work. And oh, I was never scared. Really? No. That makes me so happy. What did I have to lose? Like, if this doesn't work out, then you're off at school and I don't have to break up with you in person. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to break up with me in person? Oh, no, you would break up with me 100%. I've got an even record. One breakup where I broke up with the person, one breakup where it was mutual, and... That's it. That's it, actually. So, so I guess... I lean more towards the break-upper, but... And I've been broken up with twice. <laughs> well. And that's it. <laughs> that will be it. Not yet. <laughs> Gonna be mutual. You planning something? Medical mutual. <laughs> Medical mutual. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Gumption. You asked, we answered. Wait, no. Other way around. We asked, you answered. But seriously, these are the responses that I got on my Instagram questions to you guys about relationships. The first one was your top relationship tips. So my goal here was kind of like just generic quick tips that people gave. And the energy that you guys put into this was even better than I could have possibly expected. So here we go. First up, we have distinguish love and lust. Talk a lot. Someone else said, go on dates regularly. Keep on dating at every stage in the relationship. Don't hold on to memories for the sake of staying together and separately protect your heart. I want to break this one down a little bit because I'm interested. So I get the first part. Don't just stay with someone because of the memories. Like, I think this applies to friendships too. It's hard to sort of break up with someone when you have all these amazing memories with them. Uh, but sometimes it is necessary. And separately protect your heart. I think what she's trying to say is like, you have to have your own sort of confidence and security within yourself before finding that in someone else. If I'm putting words in your mouth, please correct me because I want to know what you meant by that. But it's really interesting. Someone else said communication. Don't hold anything in. They can't read your mind. Oh my God. I wish someone would have told me this like six years ago. Really like your partner or your friend cannot read your mind. Like I sometimes get mad about stupid things and expect people to know exactly why I'm mad and how to fix it. And like, even though it's hard, you do have to be like, hey, this bothered me. And can you not do that again? Like sometimes you need to ask or tell them, just say it. I love that one. Um, Someone else said quality time. Yes, that is a key love language. We love that. And finally, someone said gaslight. (laughs) I'm really hoping this was sarcastic. Okay, my next question for you guys, and some of the real gems are in here, was relationship advice you wish you could give your past self. First up, choose your battles. Expressions of gratitude should be given with abundance and care. 
That is worded beautifully. Thank you for sharing that. And the same person said, even when you think you've communicated enough, communicate more. This one is interesting and I like it. Fighting is good sometimes. You need to have moments to get it all out and to move on. Another one about communication. This is a common thread I'm seeing, which I love. Communication even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Yes. This is probably one of my favorite ones. Be silly. Like, if you can't be your silliest self with someone, what are you even doing? This is coming from the silly Lily herself, so like, yes. Okay, I'm gonna do rapid fire without my commentary on some of these because there's so many. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Don't sweat the small stuff. Time alone, in parentheses, single, doesn't mean you have to feel alone. Love that. Also, regret is a waste of time. You'll find your way back if it's meant to be. Beautifully said. This girl's a writer, so obviously she said it beautifully. You deserve the best and God wants to give the best. Do not settle or compromise your beliefs. And just because a relationship feels like home doesn't always mean that's a good thing. I'm very intrigued by that. I love how I said I was going to do rapid fire and then I continue to comment on them. But like, I'm just so interested in what you guys said. And then someone said, you deserve to be treated with as much love and respect as you give them. There's still a bunch of these left. So keep listening in the episode for another little blurb of all your guys' relationship wisdom. People definitely get freaked out by long distance. It's a scary thing. And I understand why it wouldn't be ideal because it does suck sometimes. Like when you really want to just go hug your person and you can't but it just makes the next time you can hug them all the more sweeter it really does and it also opens up the opportunity for fun dates like our netflix teleparty dates oh god (laughs) those were so fun my favorite date will always be the time i somehow drink nine beers in the span of two hours just talking to you not realizing how much i was drinking and then trying to make a sandwich (laughs) I remember, I remember the sandwich date. No, I was drinking out of that Stein that I got from Target because we... the oh, yeah, one, and I was drinking out of my Stein. Yes, yeah, because we were going to like paint them or something, but then I just always used mine as a big cup for some reason. Yeah. We FaceTimed for so long and I couldn't tell you one thing we talked about, but I do remember you making a sandwich and it was the funniest shit ever to me for some reason. I was like it took dying. took like half an hour to make a sandwich. Sandwich. Give us your quick guide to making a sandwich. Why don't you? Well, I'd have to start it off by saying the best sandwich, of course, is a traditional Italian with just a little mayo on there just to give it that lubrication that you need. I hate that you use the word lubrication. I hate that I use the word too, but I couldn't think of a more proper phrase. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to get your two slices of bread. It's going to be honey wheat because that's an ideal bread for making a sandwich because it doesn't get too dry if you leave it in the fridge. And, you know, it keeps for a good amount of time and it doesn't taste like wheat, but it's a little healthy for you. Okay. All right. Now, the only ingredients you need to put on this sandwich are mayonnaise. Love. Thick sliced provolone cheese. Thick. Salami and black forest ham. Oh, why black forest? It's always been a personal favorite of mine. Other than that, I can't say. Where is the Black Forest located? Can you give us coordinates? Approximately Latvia. (laughs) Honestly, probably. Sounds like something Latvian, I don't know. Is it like black pepper or what is... It is. It's a black crust Uh, pepper. Yeah. mm, Now I want some black pepper. (laughs) On what? I don't know. (laughs) Most pepper is black. Can you just crack it into my mouth? Okay, we're gonna 
put me in the timeout corner for that one. Correct. <laughs> so basically what you're going to do is you're going to put your mayonnaise on one slice. That will be your top slice eventually. Okay. And then on the other slice, you want to start with the ham as your base. Got you're going to put three or four pieces of salami, depending on how round they are. Their diameter, you know, varies. Right. Yeah, salami. So, if you like a little spicier, you can get some hotter pepperoni to put in there, too. Salami and pepperoni? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the only other type of meat I'd say you could do, aside from maybe a little capicola. But whatever you like, whatever's your taste of the day. And then you just top it off with that piece of provolone, and then you smack that mayonnaise side of the bread down on it. Smack that mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. And then my preferred is no cuts. I know a lot of people like cutting it in half. You can do whatever you want. I'm Mm. not a judge. He's not going to judge you, but he's not going to cut his sandwich either. Yeah, I mean, why waste another knife? You already had to spread the mayo with one. That's not going to cut it. (laughs) I appreciate that because now I know your ideal sandwich situation. Well, on the topic, my favorite sandwich, of course, is a Five Guys cheeseburger. Oh, God, I wish I could experience this, but I can't. Melty cheese on top of the well-done beef that just melts in your mouth. Man. You gonna be okay over there? Longing. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can offer you many things, but one is not a Five Guys sandwich. The next time I go visit a friend, you can go on a Five Guys frenzy. I'll come back to our house and you'll be passed out on the floor surrounded by Five Guys members. Abe, I spent $200 at Five Guys. All right, more insight from the Gumption community. These are some more responses from the listeners to the question, relationship advice you wish you could give your past self, and also any more relationship wisdom you wish to share. I wish you guys could see the way this one was capitalized with the emojis because it's really funny. This one says, if your gut is telling you he ain't it, he ain't it with a laughing and a heart emoji. (laughs) I love that. Trust your instincts and listen to your body and mind. This one was from a guy. Thank you so much, King, for being in tune with your instincts. Ari Mack, one of our previous guests from episode six, said... That it's okay to love someone to the brim as long as you love yourself even more. Someone else said, asking for your needs to be met is never asking for too much. Say it louder for the people in the back. Our good friend, writer Maeve, said, you have to be able to care for and love yourself first before you can care and love for a partner. This one is a little bit of comic relief for you. My friend Clay said, not me, but my friends have had a ton of success dating their best friend's family. Yes, both me and my cousin Julie met our boyfriends through... Eric, who is my cousin and Julie's brother. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you aren't at peace, let them go. Love that. Also, if you guys remember Gwenny Resch from our first episode, she had some great insight here. She said, questioning isn't always a bad thing. It means you're discerning whether it's right, but questioning for too long is a sign that it isn't right. More goodies coming up. So we got be independent, no pressure. Date your best friend. Love the confidence and certainty of that. Also, the end punctuation really just sealed it for me. Make sure your partner is your best friend and you love to hang out with them. Lizzie from our Friendship Breakups Deep Dive episode said, Everyone is on their own path. Your relationship is your own. And that's a gift. Oh, so well said. Thank you, Liz. (laughs) A good friend of mine that's going to be on one of our future episodes. I won't reveal who this is. Said, the sex can't be that good. (laughs) 
Someone said in all caps, you can't change someone else no matter how hard you try, woman. (laughs) We are always trying to change people, so I really appreciate that she was like, woman. Frenchie cited Cher's famous quote, a man is a luxury, a man is not a necessity. And someone else said, just like on stage in a theater, your partner is always the most important person in the room. Smiley face. But she also said, don't mistake that for not loving yourself. Self-care is key. Agree. I like the balance there. I made Murphy this book for, what was this, Christmas? Christmas. That I got this for you. I got him a story worth, which is the subscription website where you respond every week to a prompt and it puts them into a book format. And then once you reach a certain number of pages, you can get like a hard copy of your book. And I just really enjoyed doing this because it was like a weekly commitment every Monday to go on and read the prompt see what the question was, and then think about, like, a little story or something I wanted to say about it and type it in. And then here we are with our hardcover book version of it. But I wanted to read, if I can find it. I'll read you my favorite excerpt from the entire book. Woodrow Wilson. (laughs) Yes, there is a page that the question was, what is your favorite inside joke or something like that and that is simply a photo of former president woodrow wilson here we go okay i was going to read some facts about woodrow wilson while you were trying to find it do it read them read away thomas woodrow wilson was an american politician and academic who served as the 28th president of the united states from 1913 to 1921 a member of the democratic party sorry Sorry. Wilson served as the president of Princeton University and as the governor of New Jersey before winning the 1912 presidential election. Hmm. As president, Wilson changed the nation's economic policies and led the United States into World War I in 1917. He Great. was the leading architect of the League of Nations, and his progressive stance on foreign policy became came to be known as Wilsonianism. Wilsonianism? Wilsonianism. (laughs) I think the origin of that joke was that we were texting and you were speaking in like really formal English and for some reason my drunk ass was like, who are you, Woodrow Wilson? Let me just read this one. Oh, right. Wilson's health did not markedly improve after leaving office, declining rapidly in January 1924. Woodrow Wilson died on February 3rd, 1924, at the age of 67. He was interred in the Washington National Cathedral, being the only president whose final resting place lies within the nation's capital. The fuck? Wait, how is that possible? (laughs) How is he the only president buried in Washington, D.C.? In the Capitol. The Capitol building. He's in the Capitol building? Yeah, I believe that's what that's meant to be. Under the Capitol building? Wait, what? Well, because I know a lot of presidents are buried in their home state or city. Traditionally, yes. So that's kind of sad, actually, that he was buried there. Anywho, sorry, Woodrow, Thomas, whatever your name was. I wrote this little section based on the prompt. What do you think are the secrets to a happy relationship? I think we'll just alternate reading these and we can riff off them if necessary. But if not... Let's just read them. So I'll read the first one. Make each other laugh intentionally and often. This happens to be easy when you're both hilarious. Yes. 
I find Murphy quite funny, and we share a very stupid sense of humor, so I think that makes life a lot easier, in my opinion. That is true. All you have to do is know how to make a woman laugh and cry. (laughs) See, it's that easy, fellas. Yeah, he doesn't make me cry, but that statement made me laugh, so there you go. Well, I can make her cry from laughing, should I so choose. That's true. Actually, I am a laugh crier. Okay, you read number two. Eat good food together. Literally nothing better than bonding over a dish. Anywhere from farmer's market fresh mushroom chicken alfredo to parking lot Taco Bell. A callback to Miami University circa September 2021. Told you it was good Taco Bell. We've had so many good meals together. I really love trying restaurants with you. I think that's such a fun aspect of our relationship. Well, my most iconic memory of us trying a restaurant together was the very first time I came and visited you. And we went to that place in... Lolita? Lolita. In, in Philadelphia. Philly on St. Patrick's Day weekend. We were the only two people at a Mexican restaurant. We were not. There were so many people at that restaurant. We were the only two people who were stuck sitting outside, (laughs) not in an outside booth. It was approximately 35 degrees. Yeah, and I was wearing a dress for some reason. Not sure why that. I thought that was a good idea. No, we both decided we wanted to dress up for the night on the town, except it was a day on the town and it was freezing. And we were going to the art museum, but we never actually went in. We just went on the rocky steps and took pictures and then we walked around and... We did go to that cute bookstore, though, with the bodega cat. That is true. We walked like five and a half miles that day. Yeah, and I remember we were both really hangry by the time we found a restaurant. Because we didn't think that making a reservation was a good idea, even though it was like one of the busiest weekends in Philly to be eating. Anywho, number three, don't be scared of long distance. Everything will work out. We already riffed on that. (laughs) Number four. An unexpected gift at an unexpected time. I'm not sure what that's specifically in reference to. Okay, well, I can elaborate on this. So my father would always say an unexpected gift at an unexpected time is the way to a woman's heart. I think that's a quote from a movie, but I don't know what movie. But it's kind of true. I feel like I would come up with little ideas of things I wanted to give you just randomly, like not for a birthday or a holiday, and I would just kind of send it, and same with you. And it's just a nice way to show someone that you're thinking about them and that you know them and not, like, make it such a big deal on the special holidays, you know? Yeah, and one this woman's heart Lily did. (laughs) What? You won this woman's heart. Aww. I'm sorry, that was phrased so poorly. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a... Pig Latin sentence. It was a Yoda sentence. (laughs) Okay. Number five. Watch shows you can make fun of. Yes. What was the Amish show? Breaking Amish? No, no. Oh! Mormons. We watched that Mormon... Yeah, what was that? Oh. Oh my god, it was like... Yeah, that was one of our first dates, wasn't it? Yeah, because... No, no, that was a little later. That Maybe was, summer? No, it wasn't summer, but it was when you came home at, for like the last two weeks of February. Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched this documentary about Mormonism. It was like about Joseph Smith and all his exploits or something. <coughs> Whoa. One sec, I'm trying to figure out what... Murder Among the Mormons. Yes! Oh my god. Also, White Lotus. I think when we watched that, we were both so confused what was happening. Because it was your mom's recommendation, but we didn't know what it was leading up to. So definitely that was a weird experience of a show we watched. 
Yes, we've had lots of shows that we've watched over time. Some of them, you know, just being things we want to watch, but a lot of them were great to make fun of. The Woman in the House Across the Street. Uh, oh my god, that was a weird show too. So odd. Yeah, we watched that when you visited me, right? Yeah. Okay, number six, then watch damn good television. What, Lily? <laughs> uh, let's see. All of that. No. We did watch you together. We watched you directly after The Woman Across the Street. Yes, and there's a new season out, which we yes, need to watch. Yes, I've been waiting to watch it for you. Me too, and we get our TV tomorrow, so we'll be able to watch it together. Also, Chef is just a great movie that we watched together, I think. Yes, and now i got to make Lily watch the menu, because it's like the great sequel to Chef. No, it is not in any way, but it's a great movie, and I highly recommend it to any of our listeners out there. Oh, thank you. I feel like it's kind of like Fresh. Is it like Fresh? I don't know what Fresh is. Fresh so. was that movie with Sebastian Stan and Daisy... Whatever. Oh, yeah, I never saw it. Yeah. That's that cannibal movie. Yes, the, yes, uh, yes. Hulu. Yeah. It grossed me out so much I had to go upstairs when I was watching it with my roommates. Okay, yeah, I can tell you that there is zero cannibalism in the menu. Just, oh, great! Just Anya Taylor-Joy. Are you a stan of her? No. And don't you ever refer to me as a stan of anyone. Okay, gotcha. For my name is not Stanley. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Get very angry with each other during a casual game of tennis, though neither of you is that good. Pictured below. <laughs> you can explain this one, I think. <laughs> Lily, when she graduated college, decided she wished to play some tennis. Now, having a sister who played tennis through high school, we of course had the equipment to go and do that. So the first day we did, it was a holiday. Was it Memorial Day? It was. Yeah. So we go to some courts in Aurora. They're very busy with a lot of people playing pickleball. A lot of moms. Yeah. We're both wearing our finest tennis whites pictured on Lily's Instagram for those of you who might have missed it. Yes. And we proceed to play one of the worst tennis games known to man, where I roll my ankle at least three times. <laughs> and I was, like, completely overheated. Also probably didn't make contact between the mitt... The mitt. The... What is it called? Racket? And yeah. the ball? You, you never made solid contact once that day. Yeah, no. Depth perception was... <clears throat> yeah. Okay, since you took two in a row, I'll take another one. Sorry. <laughs> Number eight. Have you tried scatting? No, not the animal poop. The jazz vocalization technique. Okay, I just have to say that the way I wrote that sounds like how I used to write in my diary when I was in third grade. Like Oh, 100%. Which we've read together. Yes, it's very bad. <laughs> I will give anyone who asks for it copies. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go, Go number play. nine. Number nine. <laughs> always look styling see photo okay this is just a cute picture of us dressed up so i was not dressed up i was wearing normal man clothes no but you got that new jacket that i liked yeah true and of course number 10 be good listeners or as my dad would always say be a better listener than you are a talker that's a good expression i like that and i have to say you are a really great listener probably the best listener that i know well, I make up for my subpar talking somehow. Subpar? Above par? Oh. What? 
What's the expression? I don't know. What's the golf term for being above par? Below par. Whatever's good. Below par is good, but when you say below par about someone, it's a negative thing. (laughs) Whatever. Just scratch that. Number 11. This is cheesy, but true. Say I love you as many times as you think it. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Another Spongebob reference. I love you. And of course, number 12. This is Lily's personal motto that she will always and forever live by and I will happily abide by. Travel anywhere and everywhere. We have traveled a lot of places together and it's such a fun way to get to know a person. Like what they want to explore in a new place and just enjoying those little moments of like being on a road trip or being at the airport or being in a hotel I feel like you're picking Lily up from the airport countless times yes even though it's not you know traveling together it's like I get to live the end of her experience with her yeah because I'm not the biggest traveler but you know I truly love airports and this is like such a weird fact about me but I just feel that they encompass the human experience in such a unique way and the title of my future book will be airports and art museums because I literally just love airports so much but anyway Murphy has picked me up and dropped me off from the airport so many times I feel like I always associated with you now because it was always something that I loved the most before I met you and now it's like intertwined with my experience of knowing you well I'll, I'll share you a funny excerpt that I don't think I've ever even told you oh my god I'm excited so when I was picking my sister up from the airport at the end of December, I got to the airport and I had like this weird level of excitement and you know, and then I I saw my sister walking out and I'm like, oh, it's not Lily. Mm-hmm. And even though you were home and I was seeing you regularly at that point, I was somehow disappointed at the sight of my sister who I hadn't seen in six months. Sorry, um, Darby. <laughs> You're not disappointing in any way. But it would be weird if Murphy was more excited to see you than me, I think. <laughs> oh, 100%. But I, that's that just shows how you know close our connection is with the airport. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny because in the past, either my mom or my grandpa had picked me up from the airport almost every time. Or one of my roommates, like when I was landing in Philly, a friend or a roommate would often pick me up and... Normally, I would be really crusty and tired and I wouldn't really care you know, what I looked like or anything, but a couple times when I was flying into Cleveland, especially early on in our relationship, there was this one time that I landed, my flight got in a little early, and I ran to the bathroom, and I had my makeup kit, like, in my bag, and I just put on some makeup, because I was like, I don't know, I was nervous and excited to see you. Cringe. Yeah. (laughs) I was so anxious in a good way to see you. Like, I was getting off my flight, and I was like, I gotta get there, you know. Well, at that point, I was, like, stressed out because I was trying to surprise you with Dunkin' and a fresh pack of gum. (laughs) (laughs) That has always been something that's quintessential to our relationship. Like, every time we see each other, you present me with a brand new pack of icebreakers or gum for some reason. Should I be offended that my breath smells bad? I don't know. Yes. (laughs) No. No. In the early days, you would always ask me for gum, and I'd go, I don't have gum in my car. I think the first time you ever drove me home from Eric's house, I asked you for gum. Yes. 
you did. And after that, I was like, oh, I gotta get going now. And the third and final iteration of me reading the amazing responses from you guys, this one gets a special moment of its own because this brave person, instead of just responding in the little question poll, she messaged me separately because she had a lot to say. So shout out to Libby Stitzel. I am going to read your response. She said, going to type this here because I'm in the best relationship of my life right now. I think sometimes people miss that your partner needs to be your friend in addition to being your partner. And I'm not talking just being silly together and having fun. You and your partner should have at least one or two things you both like to do or something you both appreciate. Being able to hang out with your partner and be friends makes you appreciate them all the more, in my opinion. If you get annoyed or bored after spending extended time with your partner, that's an issue. She also said, know when you two are fighting about something silly and laugh about it. The other day, Riley and I started to argue about how many treats I was giving the cat and we laughed the whole time. We knew it was dumb and at the end of the day, we both explained why we felt the way we did and we both acknowledged that it's dumb to yell about kitty treats. If you see a real future with someone, follow the tried and true kids, money, religion rule. Talk at length about how many kids you want if you want kids. Use actual numbers when talking money. It's so important to be 100% transparent about money with your partner to avoid getting into a sticky situation of buying or wanting something you can't afford. And be honest about religion. Do you want to raise kids in religion? How does religion impact your life? How important is it to you? Being 100% on the same page, which is not the same as completely agreeing about these things, helps so much. Thank you so much, Libby, for sharing all this because I completely agree with everything you said and I really just think you provided such a great wisdom. So thank you so much and I hope you don't mind that I read your response. I'm sorry, your feet are just sending me. My beautifully pedicured feet. Yeah, actually, guys... Murphy came with me to the nail salon. I went to my favorite nail salon last week for one last appointment before we moved like 40 minutes away. And they did my nails way too long. But I have to say, I did not break or chip a single nail throughout the process of moving while moving furniture, boxes, putting things together with power tools, etc. The magic trick to not breaking nails is to just make your boyfriend do it. And your cousin, yes. True, true. I did help. I helped with a lot of stuff. And everything I didn't help with, I couldn't physically lift. And that's on me. These claws, they did not break. So it's okay. But we also got pedicures. And the two people that were doing our pedicures were fucking hilarious. They were talking shit about so many celebrities that they've done... Like no, no, that was the girl doing your nails and the guy doing your toes. The girl doing my feet was there. Yeah, she was funny. She was, like, making fun of you, though, which I liked. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I think going into a nail salon as a guy is probably a weird experience. And what would you say? Did the pedicure feel good? Like, did you enjoy it? It was solid. It kind of feels like pampering your feet, which is definitely nice. They definitely do feel better. So maybe, like, a a once-a-year treat, perhaps. Yeah. We'll see. It's good foot maintenance, for sure. True. And my final Instagram poll for the Gumption listeners was, what are your favorite quotes, books, or songs about love? And I got mostly song recommendations, so I put them into a playlist for you guys. It's called Gumption in Love, and it is on my Spotify, linked in the Gumption Linktree bio, and I will share it on stories as well so you guys can listen to it. Well, guys, there you have it. That was episode 12, Long Distance to Living Together, 12 Secrets to a Happy Relationship. With none other than my fabulous boyfriend, Murphy O'Brien. Check out the Gumption in Love Spotify playlist that I made, which is linked in our bio and also on the Gumption story. 
And as always, make sure you're following our Instagram for updates. Love you guys. Bye.